0: and a little heads up this week, uh, listeners, the new year has started and I have a cold. Um, it's apparently just a cold. Uh, I've tested negative for COVID, but who knows? Um, the tests are not exactly 100% reliable. Um, I feel like I follow the instructions, but I'm always like afraid that I did something wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are here beginning 2022. This is the first episode of the new year. Uh, we are covering the theme of best picture. So these are best picture winners that Corey or myself had not seen prior. Um, and I picked the artist uh, from 2011's Oscar winning uh, year um, as one I would not seen and had been meaning to watch for some time. Uh, we will get into our review of the artist momentarily. But before we do that, we would like to check in with each other, see how we've been doing since the last time we recorded and what else we've been watching. So, Corey, how are you doing?
1: I'm so glad it's a weekend.
0: Yes, the weekend is upon us. Um, I've actually had like kind of a four day weekend because I was off. I had to miss work Thursday and Friday, so I've had I kind mean, of a you're weekend. Sick? Yeah, but I mean, I'm still like. Home. In fact, if anything, being sick has made me take more time off because I'm not able like to do anything. So like, I'm actually like just sitting in a chair, chilled, feeling like I should be doing something, but knowing I can't.
1: <clears throat> oh no. Besides being sick, how are you?
0: Um, not bad. Uh, I've watched a lot of TV over the last uh, 24 hours because I've not felt like like really committing to a movie. And a few series that I like have had their newest seasons drop. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided I would uh, use the time that I'm stuck at home to kind of just veg out and watch those. And then um, couldn't do much work. Uh, I do, the hardest part about being absent is uh, having to really develop lessons that... I think they can do with me not there to like kind of instruct or guide. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like uh, so many of the movies that I do show are in my digital collection, which they can access on my, I have like a a giant TV. It's kind of like a smart TV, but it's Promethean board. So it's like, got a touch screen. It's a giant tablet basically. Um, But I don't always know how capable the subs are with like knowing how to use that stuff, you know? So it's always like nerve wracking. Like if they can't figure it out, you know, um, but as far as I can tell, they everything went well. Uh, they were able to watch the movies that we were supposed to be watching if I was there a little earlier than I wanted to, like, I, I would have done a little more prep, uh, before showing them, but out of necessity, it was easier to just go ahead and like, okay, let's just jump in and I will pick up where we, when we, you know, hopefully next week, but, <coughs> um, but otherwise, uh, you know, it was a, it was the start of a good week back uh, after holiday, but then I got sick, um, which was everyone's fear. Although, again, supposedly I don't have COVID, uh, so the fear is a different fear. It's just, I guess, my annual cold. But how about you, other than uh, glad it's the weekend?
1: Um, glad the snow's melting. It was in the 40s today, mm. which, yeah, it's been really cold here not built for this. I don't believe in coats. So <laughs> that makes it a little hard living here. It's like, you know, I live so much of my life in Florida, and I just don't think that my clothes, shoes included, should weigh more than five pounds. Like, all of it together. I'm like a light sweater, denim jacket kind of girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, it's just really hard in the winter. <laughs> it's my own fault, but... <laughs> I'm fine.
0: Well, that is good. Um, You know, uh, it it was not that cold here in Florida. It it did actually. I think it hit 40 yesterday, but I was inside, so it didn't matter.
1: Oh, I think that I texted you this, but for the listeners, it got down to negative two one night. Apparently, it was one degree when I woke up one morning, I believe. I think I sent you a text. I'm like. Am I crazy am I misremembering this? But it's been really freaking cold this year, and I'm just ready for anything but winter every every year.
0: (laughs) You did send the one degree, not the negative two, though. That's still pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I didn't know it had gotten down to negative two. Um, Our low was supposed to be one, but then I read a local news, one of our local news outlets was like, it got down to negative two, and I was like, oh, my God, we're going to, you know.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, let's get into what we've been watching then. Uh, You want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, So I watched the, I think it's a four-part series, uh, Landscapers on HBO. I think it's a BBC series. Um, Has Olivia... Oh, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Um, Anyways, it was pretty interesting. Um, Based on a true case that happened... um, watched Radium Girls Mm. with Joey, what's her name? (laughs) Joey King. Yeah, I'm knocking out of the park today, guys. Um, (laughs) So the movie is very melodramatic (coughs) at times. It's not the best movie. But I just find that whole thing very interesting. And I did learn quite a few things I didn't already know about it. Um, Don't think it's good, obviously, but I'm just like America. Um, Watched two episodes of netflix catching killers didn't realize it's only like a four episode show mm-hmm. um watched the hitcher I, apparently it has quite the following and um, Is
0: that a movie or a show
1: it's a movie but it was yeah, made yeah, yeah. H- HBO. Movie.
0: oh really maybe I'm i wrong. think
1: so um it's from the 80s i don't know if that oh holds. yeah okay um I don't really think it's necessary watch. Um, And then we watched South Park COVID and Post COVID, I think they're called.
0: The two uh, um, Paramount Plus feature films.
1: Yeah, we'll be canceling that very soon. Um, And then also we started watching the new Reno 911 movie. I think it's like QAnon or something. I got like two thirds through it. Couldn't believe that there was still like 30 or 40 minutes left and I'm out. (laughs) It was not good. The whole gang's back, if anybody... Except I hadn't seen Terry yet. I don't know if he makes a surprise appearance. Terry's my favorite. But that's what I've been watching. How about you?
0: Um, So I watched a few movies. Uh, Last week I caught uh, The Power of the Dog, the new Jane Campion film that's on Netflix. <coughs> I liked that quite a bit. Um, before I was sick, uh, we went... Uh, Kathy and Taylor had not seen Spider-Man Their no Way Home. So uh, the three of us, plus Dylan, uh, Taylor's boyfriend, went and saw Spider-Man on the Way Home. That was my third time seeing it. Oh, uh, nice. It holds up even after three times. Um, I watched uh, Persepolis, which is an animated film from 2007. Really, really cool. I uh, like the animation a lot. Um, caught. Uh, so my favorite podcast to listen to is Blank Check Podcast, and they're starting the Jane Campion series uh, this Sunday. So I'm watching her movies. I had to sign up for the free trial of the Criterion channel um, so I could watch Two Friends, which was her first film, which is technically a TV movie, but it's on Criterion. Um, uh, Two Friends is interesting. Um, it's very much a TV movie, but it's you know written better because she's a really good writer. Um, then I caught her second film, Sweetie, also on Criterion channel, although I think that was on HBO Max. Um, Sweetie is very weird. I'm, I need some... Uh, I need to read some analyses uh, to see if I'm understanding what's happening a little more. And then uh, many years ago, one of my students uh, graduated, and I had asked that that class to recommend movies for me to watch. I think it was 2016's class. And that uh, student suggested I watch The Notebook. Um, and I knew about The Notebook, and I'd seen all the big scenes from The Notebook, and I just had no interest in ever watching it. Um, that, that student is now a coworker, uh, and is across the hall from me and is uh, one of my good friends. Um, it's not uncommon for uh, my graduates to stay around and uh, especially the ones who really like movies. Um, and it, re- she realized the other day that I had not seen The Notebook still uh, six oh. years after it was recommended. So I finally watched it um, uh, Wednesday night and um, it's, or I guess Tuesday night I watched it. Uh, it's good. It's it's melodramatic. Uh it's a lot of vignettes, um, scenes that really don't lead into anything. They just are there for the sake of being there. But uh the love story is undeniable. It it is you know, even though the relationship's not exactly healthy, um the the adult relationship, the uh the old person wraparound story is very emotionally charged. Um have you ever seen it? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like Gosling and Adams quite a bit. Um you know, they're both really talented. So Mick Adams, excuse me. <coughs> um, then I've been watching TV. Uh, I'm up to date with the book of Boba Fett. Um, not loving the show. I'm not disliking it. I just, it's kind of feels uh, listless right now. I don't really see what the, uh, the long-term goal of the show is. Uh, so each episode feels kind of just, you know, episode of the week kind of thing. Um, I'm sure it will reveal its story, but it just feels like a, a bit of a slow burn. Um, I watched all of season four of Cobra Kai. I've been a big fan of the series. Um, it does feel like maybe it's out saying it's welcome at this point, And I'm worried because they have set a season five in place. And I just don't know if he can do another season and it'd be good. Um, especially because they seem to be afraid of their actual premise, uh, which is that Johnny maybe wasn't the villain. In the original franchise and they they always like they keep wavering whether or not he is a good guy or not and it it really drives me crazy i wish they would just kind of commit to yes he is he's misunderstood but he's learning he's trying they always i don't know they always take one step forward and like two steps back with the series and it drives me a bit crazy um i still like it but it's just it's frustrating and then uh, I started uh, the, the newest season of search party came out today on HBO max. And unlike most of the other HBO series that drop a week at a, an episode a week, they drop the whole uh, season today. Um, and it is the final season of search party. Um, if you haven't caught this show, I, I do recommend it. It is a dark comedy, so it's not for everybody, but if you like that kind of thing, um, it's worth checking out. Uh, season five is weird so far. I'm not sure if I fully understand where it's going. But I I'm along for the ride, so
1: nice. I just read a <laughs> uh short article about Aaliyah Shotcat and that show recently. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I also uh just like Pluto TV I've had on in the background when I'm like kinda tired and not feeling like picking anything. And uh they had Daria on yesterday. That's always oh, like a comfort, comfort for watch for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um except I always forget the episode where uh the Cupid and the St. Patrick's Day Irish leprechaun guy show up. I always forget about that weird episode because I don't really understand like what they were going for there. Um, I think it was one of the later seasons, but yeah, it's pretty wild. But <clears throat> um, but that's what I've been watching.
1: Nice.
0: All right. Um, without any further ado, hang on a sec. I need a drink. Let's get into the artist. Um, the artist is from 2011. It wins the Best Picture Oscar in that following Oscars uh, run. It um, has a 7.9 IMDB user score, uh, 89 Metascore, uh, directed and written by Michel Hazaviches. Oh, man, I've practiced it before, and I just butchered it. Um, stars Jean Dujard- Dujardin. Man, I pronounced that one, too, and I still messed it up. Um, and ben- Berenice Bejo, John Goodman, I got that one right. Um, James Cromwell, Penelope Ann Miller, Missy Pyle, barely, Missy Pyle's barely in it. She's good. Uh, Beth Grant, Ed Lauder, and that's the gist of the bulk of it. Malcolm McDowell's in a very small scene, and uh, the guy who plays the voice of Patrick Starr, Bill Fagerbake, um, is in it, like, in the weirdest moment. Like, he has, he's a cop, like, towards the end of the movie. I was just like, why is he just there? Like, he doesn't really do anything. Um, he's not like a big actor, but he's the voice of Patrick, and he was on Coach, uh, the TV series from the 90s. So I, I wasn't expecting him to be like just a walk on cameo kind of thing, but basically all he does. Um, it does, uh, it wins the Oscar. The artist wins for best motion picture, best performance by an actor in a leading role, best achievement in directing, best achievement in costume design, and best music written for motion pictures, original score. Um, <laughs> so, I had never seen this. Corey, you've also never seen this, right? Right. Um, I, uh, If I had seen this in 2011, I do not think I would have liked it. Um, I, I would have known very little about the uh, pastiche elements of this film, where they're referencing other movies. Um, I had not seen very many silent films come 2011. Uh, so I'm really glad I waited to watch it till now because I think this movie really worked for me because of my much improved knowledge of older movies. Um, I really, I I enjoyed the story. I love the historical context of uh, the transition from talkies to, uh, I'm sorry, from silent film to talkies. And um, I thought the performances in this movie were really good. There's some interesting things that we'll say for spoiler talk about some of the, uh, the way sound is introduced into the film. Um, I think some of that stuff is really cool, uh, but I liked it quite a bit. Uh, Corey, what did you think?
1: I when it first started, I was like, eh. I didn't know if I, you know, if it was going to click with me, but I really, really enjoyed it. Also, I really liked our main character. Z. I feel like she's a, she should be also, um, yeah. And I thought it was a beautiful movie.
0: Beautiful in story or beautiful looking? looking yes
1: obviously the story is very good also um i like the growth of our characters the but yeah so i really 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 liked it when i thought i wasn't going to
0: i i'm very mad at imdb because i almost left off an important character um uggy the dog (gasps) um so (coughs) fresh um he's like way down on the list he should be like in the top
1: second build maybe third
0: he really is. I mean, he's like super prominent in this movie, he has major roles. Um, even, I mean, within the movies in the movie, he's a major character. Um, but uh, I think that's good for our spo- spoiler-free review. Uh, we both enjoyed the movie. It is black and white. It is silent um, uh, in, in the sense of silent films having music, um, which is important. Uh, a lot of throwback, like it has the opening title cards, like you don't really get in m- most modern movies now. Um, but it was very traditional to have the opening title credits uh, take several minutes. And that does that here has the art deco style. Um, and it is in a four by three aspect ratio. So do not adjust your screen. It is exactly how it is intended. Um, but with that, Corey.
1: Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about the artist's detail. <laughs> you have been warned.
0: And listeners, apologies. This episode might be a little shorter than usual because I am uh, feeling the effects of my cold with talking. Um, my voice is driving me nuts. So uh, I can't imagine it sounding great, but apologies. Um, but uh, movie is basically three films. I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, I think you've seen Singing in the Rain, right? No. You've never seen Singing in the Rain?
1: No, I've seen parts of it when I was a kid.
0: But Oh my God, Corey, that is your MacGuffin movie for this year because that movie is tremendous and you need to watch it. Um, but so it's singing in the rain. Uh, a lot of the plot of singing in the rain very much is in the artist here. Um, I mean, it, it's the same time period, but it, even some of the uh, the way things play out and beats are the same. Um, it is Sunset Boulevard, which is a much darker take. I think we watched that for Movie Club, though. I'm not sure. Is that one ring a bell?
1: So too, I would have to look at some stills or something. I'm very bad with titles of movies, guys.
0: Well, Sunset Boulevard um, is uh, an a man seeking, like, wealth uh, ends up living with a washed-up silent film star who's yeah. trying to, to have a comeback.
1: I, I was thinking of that movie, and I couldn't remember the name of it when I was watching this one.
0: Yeah. Valentine's whole uh, arc is essentially her arc of, you know, being in disbelief that silence would ever go away then trying to re- reiterate her career. I mean, his is scaled down much quicker. And then um, it has Beats of the Stars Born in this, especially – 'Cause it goes real dark at one point. Like I was real shocked when he put the gun in his mouth. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting this film to go there at all. Like it was and it was pretty weird in a in a silent film to have something that dark. Um I, I was I was a little shook by the, the attempted suicide.
1: Yeah. And burning down his house, what? Yes. Was that even his house? It seemed like it was like an apartment he lived in because he had like the fold down bed. It seemed like he was kind of confined to that small, whatever. But then it seemed like the whole house was on fire. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was a house or an apartment, but it was definitely a very small place. After you know, because he had to sell everything at auction and all that. Um, and I don't think he meant to burn his house down. Like it was a fit of rage, you know. Like yeah. he was burning the film, which also reminded there, me of uh, the end of *Inglorious Bastards*, so um, yeah. where she sets the the, the theater on fire. Um, (laughs) which, I mean, this movie is definitely paying homage to cinema, which is something that works for me right away. Any movie about the film industry usually is something I end up getting into because I love learning about it. I know a lot about it, so I already feel connected to it. And it's something that just in general is going to work for film nerds. Um, and again, I, I love Singing in the Rain. I really love Sunset Boulevard. Um, I've seen Singing in the Rain way more than I've seen Sunset Boulevard. And I've seen two of the, uh, four iterations of A Star is Born. And I like both of the, the ones I've seen. I like the Judy Garland one a little more, which I think we watched for this, if I remember correctly. Um, so, but you know, there's that um, he finds her and then she becomes bigger than him and she talks trash about him. It's not quite the same as Star is Born. And this ends up being a, a happy ending at the end um, where he's with her and they're doing a movie. And um, those moments are pretty cool that they end up together.
1: Um, I like the love story in it a lot because it's not too much and it seems very natural. Even though he is married, but his wife, you know.
0: Nothing happens right. until after he's his wife leaves him, though.
1: Yeah, but he almost kisses her.
0: Almost, but he doesn't. I mean, that, I'm not saying he's right, but other movies would have ignored the fact that he was married. He gets. And, oh, 100%. And she is already like the marriage is never good from what we see, like by the time we join them, the Very marriage cat. is already falling apart.
1: hmm She's mean to that dog, though.
0: she is mean to the dog, and the dog is so cute. I know mm. So there are like three scenes in this movie that I really, really love. um I love the first time uh he, he's introduced to sound pictures and the, they go to the like the nightmare scene where he's starting to hear things that we have not like up until this point in the movie the only audio is music there's no sound effects there's no foley no voice and then we get to this nightmare scene and we start hearing things and it's subtle at first and then it gets louder and louder and it gets extreme and things that aren't there and then it's uh, revealed that it's a dream at that moment though i thought it was going to like introduce sound in general like the rest of the movie would have sound it doesn't um and I was a little disappointed because I was like oh man it's like Pleasantville you know like they one little drop of color happens in Pleasantville and then gradually all the color comes back Mm -hmm. I thought they were gonna do that with sound in this I was like oh that's so cool it's only for that nightmare scene but I love that scene I think it's really cool um I love the scene where she's in his dressing room and she's like uh pantomiming a bunch of stuff she has her arm in his jacket like rubbing her side (gasps) love that whole scene (coughs) and then um i love the end and they finally we hear them speak uh the first time which you hear his french accent which doesn't really make sense i don't think the actor's supposed to be french in the movie but you when he speaks like you definitely hear that he's french um but i I thought it was a cool way to kind of end the movie with john goodman speaking and and him saying yes i mean he just says i think one word but still (laughs) any comments Corey?
1: I'm like now that we're talking about it I'm completely I so I love how their relationship starts and he tells her that if she wants to be an actress she needs to have something that no one else does. So he yes. helps her with the beauty mark and I like how I just feel like you're in those small moments with them cuz later on after she's talked smack at the table and you know out with the old in with the new You know, they both have a lot of pride and, you know, talk really big. And then, you know, there are repercussions for both of them. But they truly do love each other. And I kind of like how it takes a long... Because I I feel like they do get together. Um, But, you know, how it takes, like, a while for them to get together. Or, like, to come back together, even. And she's been, she's been thinking about him the whole time. Like she's in front of the mirror one day and she goes to put on the beauty mark and she thinks of him and we can tell that she's thinking of him. And I have not watched a lot of silent films. I have watched Nosferatu. Like that, yeah. that's what I got guys. So oh. um, I think that's all that I've seen. Um, Like seeing how expressive they are. And like a lot of times we don't get many of the cards, you know, with what they're saying in the movie. And sometimes you don't even need them because you can read what they're the word. You can read their lips or like, they're just so expressive, you know, exactly what's going on. And it never feels like they're hamming it up or just like, it's too much or anything, even though she does talk about silent movie stars, ham, you know, like mugging to the camera and stuff. Yeah. I never feel like they're like that in the silent you know while the movie is silent which is most of the movie and i just i had a feeling also when they were at the auction and he's like auctioning off the rest of his items that he has souvenirs as his ex-wife called them um you know someone keeps like raising their hand and outbidding and winning everything and i'm like ah at first i thought she was the lady in the hat but then she turned around and it was an older lady but i thought she definitely had something to do with that and i You know, she's found great success, and I just feel like she's trying to do really good things for him, and I really like that about her. Um, Like, uh, the first thing, he gets mad when he finds all of his belongings, and I mean, I can understand that would probably be a swell of emotions, finding that someone has all of your things that meant a lot to you, like, hoarded in a room. But I, my first thought was she was saving them for you. Yeah, you me know, too. But probably didn't want you to just feel like it was a handout or something. Um, and she but, like, she, oh,
0: I I also think it's like she she it's clearly a sign that she loves him and cares. Yes, you know, she bought the things of you to be close to you without letting you know that she was close to you. You know, like that was the way I I took it. Um,
1: oh, see, like, I
0: like, a fan would, like, if I had money and I was a fan of something, I would have all the stuff. I mean, I have a bunch of crap on my walls right now that I don't have money, you know, so, like, I shouldn't have all this stuff, and this is all cheap stuff, but it's sentimental to me. Uh, that was kind of the way I took it, too. It was like, yes, she was helping him, uh, but also, like, maybe preserving him in a way, too, like, as a fan would.
1: Fair. Okay. I didn't look at it that way. I thought maybe she would give it back to him later or something. But,
0: oh, like... Oh, I mean... I'm sure that was like a hope. Like maybe I'll get to be with him one day because that was obviously on the, the, the possibility list for her. Like she didn't know him. It wasn't like she'd never met him before. Yeah. But like, you know, if not, he's taken, she's helped him in a way. And also I will make sure that this stuff stays pristine where someone else might sell it and melt it down for, for scraps or, uh you know, just turn around and sell it to someone else or whatever. Like I, actually value these things, and I will keep them, whether for myself or to potentially return to him at a later date, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I just like, I like that we didn't spend the whole movie with him, too. You know, like, we do spend a lot of time with her, not as much as with him, but you know what I mean? Like, we do get to see those um, moments with her, and (coughs) just, like, trying to get him a job, and trying to help him, it's not like she's trying to just give him a handout she's you know what i mean she's still trying to help him preserve his you know
0: which there is that's part of the star is born element too um judy garland like insists in in the 50s uh star is born that he he be given an opportunity to work and or like um i think in the modern one which the most recent star is born came out after the artist but uh lady gaga's character pushes for bradley cooper's character to be involved like things like that like where it it makes the the person feel less than or like that they're being a charity case kind of thing. Um it's reflected here too. I think that's part of where that comes in. Um there are two really cool scenes where like we have like a a side shot of them like walking up the stairs and it kind of has like a Wes Anderson vibe where we're like seeing the building from this kind of pulled back perspective. Oh
1: yes. Um,
0: I like that Anderson loves doing that where we kind of like chop the building in half and we're like looking at it. Um, it's not quite that, but it reminded me of that, uh, just a lot of cool visuals in this movie. I thought overall agreed, which is necessary in a silent film because it it is only visuals. Like you got to give us stuff to look at. That's compelling and, and good to look at because we're not getting dialogue. Um, and i thought they did a pretty a pretty good job of fulfilling that. Yeah. Uh anything else for the artist?
1: Um I felt like there was one more thing but now i've forgotten. It was about her. I oh, i did want to say that i love that she does use her you know, she becomes bigger than you know, life, i guess. Mm-hmm. She gets really big and has all these movies and everything and she is able to use that you know, to bring him in and then they make the movie of them dancing or something. Yeah, Um, musical. Yes. So I just, I really like her character. I really like his character too, but I just really like her. And there were like parts where, you know, you might think that this girl is so obnoxious because I mean, her name is Peppy and she really is Peppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, But she's so great. Like I would want to be her friend. Yeah, you know no, she
0: she has so much charisma coming out of this movie. Yes, um, it's just like it pours through the screen. What you need for a silent film, you have to have a visual like charm that you just are drawn into, and her her face, her smile, you're just kind of pulled in. Um, and his mustache, man, I'm like his mustache is on point. Like it just looks so good. Yes, yeah.
1: not usually a fan. You know, no. yeah. have a standalone mustache. I usually think they're kind of creepy. He kind of reminded me. It looked like that skinny little. <laughs> Uh, Vincent Price and John Waters still, yeah. you know, rocks his. So,
0: <laughs> pretty sure John Waters showed up in Search Party, by the way. Uh, oh. the in season five, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm 90% sure that's John Waters. Like, I'm like, I haven't verified it because the uh, IMDb hasn't updated because it just dropped today. Oh, um, but I'm like, that looks like that looks like John Waters. And I, I'm not 100% sure that I'm right, but I'm like 99% sure. But, um, yeah, um, I I liked her a lot too. I I thought I I was really kind of sucked into this movie, which is great because I had been putting it off. Um, I I I always act like I don't like silent films, but I honestly I don't think I've seen one and I haven't. I think maybe one I didn't like Nosferatu, but I actually blamed the version we watched, um, because it had the wrong title cards in it. Like it had, mm. uh, like I feel like it was a cut. It was pieced together on Amazon Prime. It was definitely the wrong title cards because it referred to him as Dracula, which it can't oh. um, because they didn't have the rights to the book. That's why it's called Nosferatu. So um, I feel like it was like someone else's cut of the movie. And um, like, but well, like I like, I, I like Chaplin a lot. Like the, the I've only seen maybe three Chaplin films so far, but I like those a lot. Um, I like the two Buster Keaton movies I've seen. I like uh, what I've seen of Harold Lloyd. And I've watched uh, one of Hitchcock's silent films. Which he's only got like three or four, but um, uh, the one I watched was very good. It it you know it has a lot of the Hitchcock tropes built into it, so I'm very comfortable in that setting. Um, but yeah, I, I always act like I won't enjoy them, and I'm almost always proven wrong. So, <clears throat> so that's it for our review of the artist. Uh, Corey and I both recommend it. Um, it I think it's to, I don't oh you know what what we need to do with this whole month actually. Um, Oscar best picture 2022, uh, no, nope, 2012 should be that one. Um, okay. Best picture. I want to know nominees. Here we go. So that year, sorry, the Oscar website is terrible. Um, come on, man. I just want best picture. Oh, man. The website is terrible. It's not even in alphabetical order. All right. Um, best Picture. <clears throat> the Artist Wins. We both liked it. Mm-hmm. Here are the other movies that were nominated against it. Uh, the Descendants. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. I've never seen. Uh, the Help. Hugo, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. Um, Midnight in Paris. I've never seen. Moneyball. Wow. I love Moneyball. That one's going to probably be the one I think should have won. A Tree of Life I've never seen, but I've heard great things. Uh, and War Horse, the Steven Spielberg movie about a horse at war. Um, have you seen any of those other movies, Corey?
1: I've seen he, I've seen two or three of them.
0: Do you think the artist was deserving of Best Picture? Yes. I think it deserves. However, I would put Moneyball ahead of it. Um, I like Hugo. I don't think Hugo's Best Picture had uh, the help. No way. Um entertaining movie, but not a best picture. And I like the descendants, but I wouldn't put a best picture. But I would totally put Moneyball up there. Um Moneyball is excellent, underrated because it is a baseball movie, but it is Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Um excellent, excellent movie. Um but okay. So we both recommend the movie. We both think it's deserving of Best Picture, even if not should have been Best Picture. It's not a Best picture winner where we're like, how did this get it? Like we were like, Yeah, no, we totally understand why this would win. Um there you have it, folks. Check it out if you haven't seen it already. Um, Corey, I don't know if you are aware of the kind of weird coincidence that we fell into, but uh Sidney Portier died.
1: I did. I was like, Did we is this <sighs> I was like, is this our fault?
0: We have a weird habit of the movies we are watching becoming relevant while we're talking about them. And unfortunately, uh, next week, not unfortunately that we're watching it, but unfortunately for the timing, next week we're going to be watching In the Heat of the Night. Uh, Corey has never seen it. I've seen it in the last couple of years, but I'm down to rewatch it. Um, it is sad because Sidney Poitier just passed away, although he was 92 years old. Yes. Lived an incredible life. <clears throat> so that will be our next review will be In the Heat of the Night. Uh, check that out and come back next week to hear our thoughts on it. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews. And Corey?
1: At Corey, I start two hours on the end.
0: And again, listeners, sorry for the shorter episode, but I am under the weather and I'm definitely feeling it. Uh, I I hate talking right now. So um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully I'll be 100% and we'll talk about In the Heat of the Night. Until next time, keep watching movies.
1: Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think.
0: This has been a Berk Reviews podcast.
1: BerkReviews.com